0: Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this night, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're with us. Lord, we depend on you, and everything, Lord, good comes from you. We know that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would release your truth to us, Lord, tonight concerning you. We're looking, Jesus, to you to understand the heart of the Father, And we thank you, Lord, that you desire to be known. Thank you, Jesus. You're making it easy for us to discover. And we thank you for that grace tonight, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. You're with each one of us, Lord, and we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just praying in tongues for a second, okay? If that's okay with you guys. You can pray, too. Pray in tongues, too. Shed it dara or the money itaradi Usha shalcona, ate de irada cushanini iterida, ate de edema. Only iterida radicina rimina, a stal curu dimina, a lady kinani ista. And any itaro radu, shadi dimina alari, nanu ushen, any estauconamini, iterate, lauri, now nu shalconamina ate. Ade and now Kunani now rumani, iterala rudi, any estauconoma. Thank you, Lord. We give you, Lord, our yes today, Lord God. We give you, Lord, our full attention, Lord. We open our hearts, Lord, and look to you. We desire, Lord, to see things as you do, Lord. And we thank you that you want us to be able to see. And we trust that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, we thank you for a shift, Lord, for every single one, Jesus. We're coming before you, Lord, and and we know you're the catalyst, Lord. You are, Lord God, the God factor, Lord, in our lives that makes things work, Lord. We're looking for that unity, that synergy, that collaboration, Lord. Hallelujah. And we thank you. It's by your spirit. And so... We just open our ears and incline our heart, Lord God. We're open, Lord, to correction. We're open, Lord, to wisdom. We're open to whatever it is you desire, Lord. But we thank you for a Holy Ghost shift tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. For an activation, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. All right. so. If you haven't been here, um, this is the last night in the series we've been enjoying all of February called You All Need Some Help, H-E-L-P, right? The acronym stands for HONOR, was the first week that we, uh, we studied HONOR and we received that impartation. I know in my own life, it's been something that's been stirring in me all month long, and I've, I've been hearing it, maybe that's because it was activated in another level, but I'm hearing it everywhere, and so it's been such a blessing. And then the second week, we looked at expectations, our expectations of others, and even our expectations of ourselves, of God, you know, and getting that in the right order. And then thirdly, we looked at loyalty would surprise me because I thought it was going to be on love because it was you know the month is on relationships but how important is loyalty when there's been so much stuff potentially in, in your life in most of our lives there's been you know lots of things like betrayal and disappointment and those kinds of frustrations that make us kind of pull back or, or question whether there still is value in being someone who is a person of their word and follows through on what they say they're going to do. So with each week, we've been receiving what God has for us. We're not doing things just randomly, right? We're doing things because God's put it on pastors' hearts. And so that's why we're on, focusing Matt. on what God wants done Very in the house. And if he wants it done, like he's making it possible through the knot for us hole to receive to do it. Right? That makes sense. It's just logical. He's not random. So tonight, Real we're going to in about life. We heard, pa- we heard think pastor's think message I'm on good. Sunday. If you haven't, if you weren't there on Sunday, it's amazing. You want to get the teaching on that. All the teachings have been so amazing. And so we got a huge <laughs> dose of that. And just really short, you know, little Coles notes on that. He talked about uh, humility, true humility, and how important having... I can't pronounce it. Um, I was going to have it ready to say, uh, how do you say it? To now, to Pina, to uh, something or other anyways, okay? So, and it was basically having, you know, your head not too far off the ground, right? In the sense of having a right understanding of who you are relative to God and how important that is in relationship because we can't, we can't commune if we're all holding our own Our our own defense, our own opinion on something, and and humility enables us to really come together and see each other and appreciate each other. And um, Pastor was sharing, you know, one of the beautiful things about all of this work is this increase in unity. Uh, And the, you know, fruit of unity is that we're having this wonderful synergy that's coming from actually being on the same page. Right, that just makes so much sense because the Bible says a house divided against itself will not stand. So when we have unity, people coming together, there's that multiplied effect. There's something extra. When I bring my gift and you bring yours and we put it together, it's more than just the sum of two parts. There's the God component in coming together that makes it even more powerful. And then from that synergy is this amazing ability to collaborate and create something that we wouldn't be able to do on our own part. We were talking about that in class this week in LCSM. You know, one of them is a writer, the other one's a graphic artist or an artist, and the two coming together and writing books, telling stories, right? Not able to do it on their own, but collaborating, sharing our gifts takes us to the next level. So tonight we're going to carry on with perception and uh pastor shared and so so we know that we must need something about perception right because we wouldn't be hearing about perception first of all right so (laughs) unless uh god felt that was necessary for us to learn and i think that every single one here you wouldn't be here if you didn't desire what god had for you right (coughs) yeah we want to know is there something in my perception so that the wheels are already turning because we heard on sunday right so the wheels are already turning concerning how we see ourselves, see the world, see God. It's all, we're already beginning to question, as Pastor was sharing, just because you see something or believe something doesn't necessarily mean that it's reality, right? right? So we need an adjustment where we're believing something or perceiving something that's not based on truth. So, so we're going to go down that road today. Yeah, so perception, uh, pastor shared this definition, is the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses, through the five senses, right? So you're seeing, you're hearing, you're touching, you're smelling, you're tasting, and you're taking in information, you're taking in that data, but perception is a lot more than just gathering data, it's actually interpreting that data, or giving meaning to the data that you're taking in, and everybody, Everyone has their own take on what they're seeing and experiencing, right? You might love chocolate ice cream and the next person might just have an allergic reaction and detest it, right? And you might think, how is that possible? When you see a dog wagging its tail in a a happy gesture, you know, you're perceiving that this is a happy dog and I'm safe to maybe bend down and pet that dog, unless, You've had some trauma in your history, and then your your senses are sending you information which might cause some confusion. The dog is wagging its tail, it looks like a happy dog, but I've had an experience in the past, these things are not computing, so what do I do? We have that choice to make all the time throughout the day. This is an unconscious activity that's happening in our brain where we're taking in information and it's somehow working with what we already know, and trying to kind of determine, not kind of, but is, determining our actions. That's why perception, how you perceive, and what you do with the information you take in is so important because it's creating your next yes. choice. Right, your your next decision is based on the information you're taking in right now. So you might think, oh, I don't think I like this speaker. I'm not sure I really understand what she's saying. Who is she? I'd rather listen to pastor. Okay, so now you're taking information. Your brain is kind of working with that, and you're gonna make a decision on whether you're gonna sit back and just kind of look at your watch and wait to go home or not. It's so subtle. It's so subtle. It's so, 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 so subtle. It happens in a nanosecond, the choices that we make based on what we've experienced. And this we know is affecting relationships, right? They say that uh, people know within the first few seconds of meeting a brand new person whether or not they want to get to know them. Not the first hour, not the first 10 minutes, not the first minute even. Within the first seconds, you're gathering enough information and you've got all this stuff stored in your memory bank from your experiences and the experiences of your families, that in those few seconds you're deciding whether this person is someone that you want to get to know or not. You've either written them off or leaned into the relationship. That's a very expensive decision. That's a very, very, very costly choice that we're making. That's a very, very, very costly choice. I don't know how else to say that, except to say that you know, that um, hopefully we are erring on the side of of truth. Hopefully, that's that we're leaning into what God would have us do in those moments, because it's definitely affecting the trajectory of your life. Right, the choices that you make every day, based on how you perceive the world around you. So. It's wonderful in a relationship when um, you're able to kind of communicate and talk through some of these perceptions, the assumptions that you're making about life, and you're able to get correction and get set on the right track. If there's a misunderstanding, yay, right? You know, Joe's little example about playing video games, and Rachel has her own set of perceptions around people who play video games. (laughs) She she does, right? So Joseph has his perception around women who don't like people who play <laughs> video games. So clearly they've worked it out because they're together and engaged. Otherwise, we would not be celebrating them because they wouldn't have been able to get past these perceptions and the barriers that they created in their mind and in their hearts. Yay, we're glad for that, so. All right, so. So our perception creates our experience of the world around us. Our perception creates our experience of the world around us. Our perception creates our experience. Our perception creates our experience. Wow. Our perception is creating experience hmm because we want it to be somebody else's fault right we want it to be some random somebody that we could point to that made us have a bad day you know or some generational thing but but The truth is that the way we perceive things is creating our experience of it. I mean, we've all heard that expression, when life gives you you, lemons, what are you supposed to do? (laughs) Make lemonade, right? You're supposed to somehow flip it for good, turn it for good. Easier said than done, right? Easier said than done, depending on what's back there. Right? What's back there? What's back there? And... In this house, we're all about addressing that. right? We, I mean, I just can't not say, Rhema's amazing, I can't not mention Rhema, even if I said I'm gonna put it at the very end of the talk. right? It's, it's hard to do that because we have, praise be to God, uh, pastors who are hungry to really delve deep into what it means to be whole right, to actually address that stuff so that our perceptions can be based out of the word of God, because we all are believing for something here, right, we're believing for finances, we're believing for healing, we're believing for a relationship, we're believing for restoration for somewhere, for someone, for something, right, and so that believing is based on what we perceive, and that's why we love testimony, Because testimony challenges our perceiving. If God did it for them, and I believe that he's not a respecter of persons, I've now elevated my perceiving to a whole other level of possibility. We need that, we need testimony. We need testimony. So perception is incredibly important. Very, very, very important. Very, very, very important. It's. Also, you know, it's a good thing because, for example, if a cat comes along and is hissing at you, you're probably not going to bend down and pet that cat, right? Because you've got some antenna based on your experience. Either someone told you or you got scratched by your cat or something happened, you know that you cannot engage with that cat. Yay. So it can be helpful. But it can also be very problematic. So if someone has hurt us in the past, are we willing to just let that go, forgive, and move on? It depends. It depends. God is inviting us to a higher level of living, but if we refuse, if we hold on to our truth, which we learned is not necessarily reality, right? Our perception is so subjective, If we hang on to that, then we won't let people go. We won't let them go. And we won't let our pain go. We won't let our trauma go. We'll hang on to it until it becomes very, 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 very comfortable, becomes part of our identity. It's all we know. Better the devil I know than the one I don't, which is so crazy, so dysfunctional. So not what we would choose if we were choosing rationally. But we do that all the time, where we hang on to old patterns that are so outdated. God has spoken truth to us, and yet we are reliving and replaying and looking at the new person coming into our, uh, into our life through the same lens that we viewed everyone else. You know, if, if we've been hurt or someone betrayed us, someone left us, abandoned us, right? Then our, our, our filter or our lens is distorted. Even though on the inside, it feels so right. We might say, oh, it's good to be cautious. I'm just being cautious. Well, only you know. Only you know. One thing we do know is that God is not going to leave us there, right? He's constantly knocking on the doors of our heart, saying, hey, hello. How's this working for you? Well, I've learned that it's okay to be alone. I'm quite comfortable in my aloneness. I won't get hurt, no one will disappoint me. This is actually great. But you know that's not true. You know that's not true. It's not true. All right, so what I really wanna talk to you about tonight is our perception of God. Because everything that I just said about human relationships, affects our relationship in the same way with God. Because our relationship with him is a relationship. Right? It's not a, a, a business contract or some kind of formal formality. I don't even know what to call it. It's a relationship with almighty God. So what does that even mean, almighty God, as we put that out there? For some of you, your stomach might just be turning and you think, oh my goodness, he just saw the last thing I did and that wasn't good, now I'm going to be in trouble. right?" That's like a perception that's, you know. or some of you might think, ooh, almighty God, my father is the creator of the universe, I'm so excited, I can hardly wait to talk to him. All this stuff's happening in us all the time, shaping and, and causing us to make choices all the time. So we, we, we want to kind of, Jump into this, I think, and look at this. Good? We're good? Yep. Okay. All right, so. Um, I I am a big believer, and like Pastor Ian, that if there's a movie clip to say the same thing that you could use words for, let's show the movie clip. So I have a movie clip that I want to show you that is um, a display of or Decep- er, Uh, perception gone wrong. Okay. And in this movie, it's from the shack. Has anybody not read the book or seen the movie here? Not read the book, not seen the movie? Okay. Okay. All right. Wow. You've not read the book or seen the movie? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. It does have a very tragic, yes. No, I'm not playing the tragic part. I'm not (laughs) playing the tragic part. True confession, I think I closed my eyes when I read the book. I just kind of skipped through those pages. You don't do negative emotion movies. You don't do negative emotion movies. Okay. Well, it's a story of of redemption. It's like an amazing story of healing and redemption. And you can't be into Rhema without kind of going for this because it's, like, so good. So let me just kind of give you a little bit of what's happening with this. In this movie, in this clip, you'll see Mac, who's the um, main character in the movie. And he is, um, he has just tragically lost, his his daughter just tragically died. Okay? And he is angry. He's angry at God. He really never had a relationship with God um, because of, in the story you'll learn, just horrible abuse that he suffered as a child. And so as an adult, uh, he has a beautiful family, somehow got over that, but just doesn't have a relationship with God. And then this tragedy happens. And the other character in the clip is uh, a woman who plays the role of God the Father. So don't let that kind of throw you off. So I'm not trying to make a doctrinal statement here or anything like that. I think the author was basically just trying to show the compassionate, loving side of God. And a little later in the movie, God the Father shows up as an uh, older man. And his reasoning in the story is that Mac, God's son, uh, was in so much pain and had such bad perception of the father because of his own father that God felt like the best way to reach him was to come through this nurturing what we might say is the holy spirit kind of comforting side so so you'll see this in the movie where they kind of talk out a bit of the of the tragedy that happened and max's perception of god so all right there's a couple of key phrases in there that i think obviously are standing out for us right where she says that we, you know, he has a very limited picture. And she uses the knot hole. You're looking through the knot hole of your pain. And I I felt that was very, very poetic and true, because if you think about a knot hole, they're quite small, right? And so it's literally like looking and trying to understand, because that's what perception is, right? It's looking and trying to understand. Perception is taking in the information and applying a value to it or an interpretation to it. And so he's looking at God, trying to understand God through this very small place. And God is so much bigger and um, understands the whole entire picture. Okay, so um, I wanted to, yeah, and the other key thing that that, um, she had said, or he said, is the flaw in, in this situation is that he doesn't know and believe that God is good. And without that, he can't trust God. And this is the, the, really the crux of what we're talking about in relationship. That if, if we distort things and break uh, communication, if we um, judge and mistreat, we're breaking down the ability to really have trust, and trust is essential to really come close. And in the clip you could see that, you know, there's anger there and a distance from God. If we want the synergy that the pastors talked about, that collaboration effect with God, you know, where you know, your father owns the cattle on a thousand hills, if you want access to that, that's not gonna happen without healing any breach that there is, or expanding our perception of God so that it reflects the reality of who he is, of what his nature is, of his goodness, until we really experience that personally, not just for I know that God loved the world, that he gave his only son, you know, the whole world, but that you understand or we understand that God loves me so much that he sent his son, until that revelation hits us we can't experience the trust that god is inviting us into and the healing really the healing that's necessary for us to experience the trust so i i have a couple scriptures here which i i think might be a strategy if you have a pen and a paper because I'm, I'm a big believer in just really, you know, as everyone obviously is, really reading the word and mining the word for the healing that's in the word. Jesus gave us scripture. He gave us himself in word form so that we could allow that word to cleanse our minds, to, to correct, the, correct the distortion in our seeing, to expand the knothole, if you will, right? So that we can see more and more and more of God. And in that ability to see more of him is the ability to trust and believe the scriptures. So the first one is uh, 1 John 16, 27. It says, see how very much our father loves us for he calls us his children and that is what we are. There's no dispute in this. You are not a slave or a servant or a black sheep or unwanted or left on the roadside or abandoned. God says you are his child and he is your father. And either you're right or God's right. So for us to say that we're anything less than beloved is believing a lie. And it's a form of pride, if you will, um, to speak against the word concerning our identity. In James (coughs) 1.18, he says he chose us he he chose to give birth to us. We're, we're chosen by God. We're not random. Doesn't matter what your parents were doing. <laughs> God chose your life. He's the one that released you into this into this earth. Matthew eight ten sorry, Matthew ten thirty says that he counts the very hairs of your head. They're all numbered. A hundred thousand, I read an estimate, 100,000 hair on the average human head, and that changes every three to six months. So that number is constantly moving, and you're one person, and God has track of that. John 17:23 says, the Father loves us as much as He loves Jesus, as much as He loves Jesus. As much as he loves Jesus, the perfect one, the holy one, the anointed one, as much as he loves Jesus, the story has a very tragic component to it, for sure. And it's kind of mind-boggling to think about how the father loves the perpetrator in this story. And how he sees back into the generations and understands the current dilemma of life. But you know, that mercy that God extends to that one, we want him to extend to us, right? When we slip up in our relationships or in life, God wants us to receive the mercy that he has for us. I just want to stop for a second here and just pray. Um, And I'm just going to lead you in a prayer and you can follow along just quietly under your breath or uh, choose to do so later, that's fine too. Well let's just bow our heads and and take a moment here with the lord and so father we we just thank you for your word lord it is truly a compass for us lord it 100 percent is our guide and provides the direction that we need and lord we thank you that your word trumps everything that we feel in our bodies lord every emotion every pain lord every thought lord your word trumps our circumstances and Lord, we believe, Lord, just as you instruct us in 1 John 4, 16, to believe the love that you have for us, Lord. So we choose that today. We choose that. And we ask, Lord, for forgiveness for where we've judged you, Lord, where we've distanced ourselves from you, Lord, where we've, where we've held you uh, at arm's length, Lord, where we've allowed ourselves to fall into disappointment, Lord, or unbelief. And we receive your forgiveness and your mercy and your grace, Lord. And a fresh start, Lord. Thank you, thank you for your encouragement, Lord, to to continue. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your grace to continue, Lord. We believe, Jesus. We believe in the victory, Lord. Hallelujah, that Joseph talked about tonight, Lord. We believe in that, Lord, the victory that you have for us. And we thank you, Lord, that you heal our hearts, Lord. You heal our minds. And just say that, Lord, I believe, and I ask you to heal my mind. I give you permission to correct my perception. I choose to see truth, Lord. I choose to see good. Amen, thank you, Lord. I felt in doing this message that um, that the Lord wanted to talk a little tiny bit about demonic activity. So just, just a little tiny bit, because he's obviously so great, right? But I, I feel like sometimes we're a little bit too hard on ourselves. And um, we think that somehow the spirit realm is not real. You know, we, we put more confidence in this natural world, you know, where we can see someone and shake their hands and see their smile and feel that emotion. Um, which is wonderful, but there is a a whole world on the other side of the door. Remember that wonderful month on the other side? And we're obviously being called into that. And there's a stewardship that's involved in that, right? Part of the stewardship is to be informed, right? So that we're not kind of thrown and tossed about because that's what the enemy wants to do. He's called the adversary, Jesus, called him an adversary, and he said the devil. He said the devil. We're not afraid because we know that Jesus, through the cross, accomplished all that was needed for our victory. We have authority. We are mighty. That's the truth about who we are. And we're so blessed because we've had We've had speakers come in that know a little about that. Pastor's led us in understanding the spirit world, which has been huge. And I'm thinking about uh, Blake and seeing in the spirit realm. And he, I think he, he the, I feel like the Lord just wants to remind us number one, that there is an accuser. So, as Pastor has said, if you're feeling negative thoughts about yourself, don't be quick to assume that that's you thinking those thoughts. We, we really do have an adversary, and this is 1 Peter 5, 8. It says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's looking for our yes. He's looking for our yes. He's looking for us to come into agreement with him for us to be mad at God, for us to distance ourselves from God. That, that's his delight, because there's no unity with God. You can't be a father to someone who's refusing to call home. He, God's our father, but if we won't allow him, then he's not going to override our right to choose. And that's what the enemy wants to do—is to get us off by ourselves. But if you if you um, if you study the scriptures concerning this, and now with Google it's so easy to do that. If you look at Mark three and you read that chapter about how Jesus talks about he talks about the strong man, right? And he talks about binding the strong man, the stronger man binding the strong man, so that he can go in and take back his goods. What is he talking about there? He's saying, I am the stronger man. The devil's the strong man who's basically stolen from us, stolen our identities, right? Stolen our health, our peace of mind, our joy, our money, our relationships, right? He's stolen from us. He is a thief. He is a thief. And that's the goods that I believe that Jesus is talking about. And he, the stronger one, has come and told that strong man to let it go. To let it go. And so our, our privilege as believers is to walk in that authority and that victory that's been given to us. Not to allow ourselves to be duped into believing that we're dumb or whatever your lie is. Alone nobody cares about you, isolated, poor, sick, there is an antidote for that. And that is everything good that God has ever said in his word concerning us. Everything good is the the salve that we need to apply to our souls. If I put lotion on my hand and I just let it sit there, it's not gonna do anything. It's just gonna sit there and dry out and be a nuisance to me. (laughs) right, it's gonna get on my clothes, or do some, you know. But if I will just apply that lotion, it's gonna do its job, and the word of God is like that for our brain, right? It's literally like that for our brain, because we need a Holy Ghost correction every now and again, because the world wants to pull us off track. The enemy wants to pull us off track, right? Get us into offense, get us into strife, get us into worry, but the antidote is always God's word. Always God's word. So, so what do we do about that? Um, I, have a, I have a quote here. Number one, before I give this quote, the, the first thing I have is that, number one, we have to accept that it's going to take some work. It, it, relationships take work. I mean, we've heard this forever, right? Relationships take work. Well, our relationship with God is the same right? It takes work. We have to show up and we have to dare to believe even when it feels like it's not good, right? We have to just say, I'm just going to trust Jesus. Self, we're trusting Jesus today. Self, we're trusting Jesus today, right? We're going to show up. We're going to, you know, read our word for whatever amount is actually manageable for you. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you if it's not an hour, it's no good. Right, if it's not, whatever, just whatever amount we're going to show up and we're gonna, we accept that responsibility to steward this relationship that we have with him. The second thing is this understanding, you know, we need to get this revelation that God loves us. That, nothing happens without that. The quote I have is from Blake where he says, if we miss a piece of who God is, we are ill-equipped to receive more of who he is. If we miss a piece of who God is, we're, we got lack, we're shortage, we're, we're not moving forward, we're not advancing. And God, he's not okay with that, thank God. He's not gonna just let it go and say, oh well, maybe they'll get it you know, next time around. No, God, God is gonna pursue us if we say yes. And every single person here is doing that, right? So... All right, so I, I have another movie clip that's intense, but it has a really happy ending, okay? <laughs> so, the end, but it's all good, she's fine, okay? No, she's totally fine, oh boy. Okay, so, she is, it's from Courageous, the movie Courageous, okay. So, okay, you know the movie Courageous, right? Okay, wonderful movie, it's amazing the scene. And the point of this is to show us how much God loves us. Okay, for us to get a small little glimpse into how much he loves us, to catapult us or move us into the next thing. So, so really in prayer, it's been coming up a lot that the um, artists and the house would come forth and write stories to show and reveal his heart, more production of these windows into his heart. That's one of the things that we, we love so much about Pastor Tina and her heart for him. And the little glimpse that we get through her relationship. If we don't know him as father like this, I believe it grieves his heart. Because if you're a parent, you understand how much you desire your children to know the love that you have for them. And to feel the protection that you wouldn't want them to experience anything that would be harmful and you certainly don't want to inflict harm on your kids. So the Lord is really calling us to pursue him. Pursue him in prayer, pursue him in his word, pursue him on YouTube, listen to teachers who are talking about the love of God. You can just plug into Blake and read his books. And that's the last thing I wanna say is he has, he's written two really outstanding books that will help us to understand the heart of the Father for us. And also to understand spiritual warfare, so how the enemy uses uh, deception to try and get us off track. The last book that just literally came out, Indestructible, is got, has got um, a couple of chapters about the kinds of lenses that the enemy uses. Uh, the kind of patterns that get replayed in our mind and some strategies around how to break those things. And I would just invite you not to do that on your own. You can, right? But if you feel stuck in an area, then come to the altar for prayer. You know, come come and, and speak to someone, a leader in the house to, to pray through this Boko-Ramah appointment, right? Um, let's do diligence because our freedom is the gift that we give to other people. It enables us to love unconditionally. That's what Jesus had, this ability to love without strings, just to accept us as we are. And I, I have this quote from Andrew Murray. It says, he accepts us as we are. He accepts us as we are. That we might have the joy of making us what we what we can be in him. That he has the joy, sorry, he accepts us as we are, that he might have the joy of making us what we can be in him. So good. So, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you,
1: Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray your life was impacted by this service and that you were able to feel the tangible love of Jesus fill whatever space you're listening from. Maybe you found this message and you've never had the opportunity to come into a personal relationship with Jesus, or you've known about Him but have been far from Him. We want to give you the opportunity to make His love a daily reality in your life. Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross so that you and I could be close to Him. He wanted to wipe away every disappointment and bring you into a life of purpose and meaning, one that will impact this globe for good. So if you'd like to begin this journey with Jesus today, then repeat this simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I've made mistakes and have been living without you. I apologize and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace and ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. Help me believe in you and love you every day Help me to show the world what you're like and how great your love is. I commit to live for you from this moment forward, in Jesus' name, amen. All of our Light City family are joining with heaven and celebrating over the commitment you just made to have Jesus as the Lord of your life. We have resources available for you to help you on this journey, but most of all, we're praying for you. Send us a note at info at to let us know about the decision you've made today. We have resources we'd love to send you uh, with some easy steps on how to go from here so that you can discover God in a real and meaningful way. If you have a prayer request, our team would love to connect with you and partner with you to see God transform your life. God bless you, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.